Hey everybody, welcome to the Team Doubles Games Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jim. As always, I'm joined by Tony. Tony, I gotta ask you, what have you been playing? Well, you know what I've been playing, because we've been playing the same thing. We've been <laughs> yeah, playing Black Ops 4, man. Yeah, and almost an unheard of event is like how much I've played it in the first... It's been long... By the time of this recording, like a week and a half it's been out, maybe? Because like normally, it, it's almost like a slow dive for me to get into a COD game. But this time, it's been a little different, and it's weird because normally I'm more about the campaigns at first. Like, I'll do the campaigns before I touch the multiplayer most of the time. But for some reason, I've been more into this one. Like, even when Black Ops 3 came out, for example, which we'll get into later, I didn't really do the campaign all the way through at first. I think I got, like, halfway, and then I was like, well, I want to try the multiplayer. And then it took me a long time to go back and, like, start the campaign over and finish it. So for some reason, the multiplayer-only COD has me the most interested in a long time for whatever reason. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's weird being like such a... I don't want to say diehard because it seems kind of wrong to say it, but being like a diehard COD fan, you would think that I'd be more upset about the campaign, but we can get into that this episode or the next. We'll see. What have I been playing? So I've been yeah. playing, obviously, COD 4. Or not COD 4, fuck. Well, okay, oh, that, that's, that's not entirely untrue. That. Yeah, you've been playing a bit of that. So Black Ops 4, obviously. But I've decided to, not in order necessarily, but I want to go back and do the other COD campaigns again. To I don't know, because it's been a long time since I've gone through a lot of those ones. Um, so that's a whole other like project, series, or whatever on its own. But I've decided today that I'm going to, because I have the second game in this kind of like rebooted series, technically the fourth. But I've decided to start over and go through Deus Ex Human Revolution and Deus Ex Mankind Divided because I've had them sitting on my shelf. I've beat Human Revolution a long time ago, but I haven't gone back to it, and it's not really fresh in my mind, but I remember really liking it. Um, and then on top of Gay Mankind Divided, which was excellent, I got, like I think, six or seven hours into that, then I stopped. I've also decided to go through the Dishonored games again. So uh, I beat Dishonored 1 a couple times. It's one of the best games ever. One of the best player control games ever made. Ever. Comparable comparable to the first Deus Ex. That's how much... Because the first Deus Ex is one of the... Like, in my top ten. I fucking love that game. I've decided to go through Dishonored and Dishonored 2 because those games are kind of like the closest to that experience I've ever had. And they're, and they're awesome. Like, Dishonored 2, I don't have much to say about it just because I haven't really gotten that far. But I want to go back through Dishonored 1 first to kind of refresh of, of all those... Like, different gameplay styles and just the way it feels and everything. And then jump into Dishonored 2 because it's not that different gameplay feel-wise, but they do add certain things and whatever. But that's a that's for another day and all that. So, Tony, what are we talking about today? Since we've been playing so much Black Ops, uh, it kind of inspired us to, to go through all the other Call of Duty games. And I think I think depending on what happens with today's episode, we'll see. We might, we might get into Black Ops 4, we might not. That might be a separate episode entirely, but... I think you and I kind of want to go through all of the past COD games we've played and, and just kind of talk about them and, and the influence they've had on us and how much we played them, what we liked, what we didn't like, and, you know, that kind of hypes us up for, for playing Black Ops 4. Yeah, and even though we've both dropped off at certain points for COD, like, we still have played a shit ton of all of these games to a certain extent, or, like, the series in general, whether it's, like, a few games, like, in particular, or just, like, a general group of series in particular in COD. We've got a lot of COD running through us and in, in terms of our gaming careers around where but in terms of like our gaming experiences together a fair amount of it i could think of like three big things that we played 
It'd be Halo, which is the, obviously the biggest one. It'd be Gears yep. of War, and then COD yep. would be like the three we've played the most together. I think in between us and the rest of our friend group and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that's a that's a sound statement. Now, before we get into the main series of COD games, I have two honorable mentions. I've for sure played one and not the other, and. I don't know. I can't remember if I've ever asked you, but for sure you've played one, and I'm not sure about the other. So quick mentions because I don't have a whole lot, if anything, to say about them because it's been so long. The two games that we're not going to go in depth about, and there's mobile games, and there's portable versions. There's all that stuff. But oh, there's a million COD games, man. But yeah, we're going to go over the major releases, I think. Yeah, all the, I guess, AAA is the right word. I don't know, but AAA is the only word I can really think of or phrase. So the two honorable mentions. Let's call the them first real one, video games. Yeah. <laughs> So the first honorable mention is Call of Duty Finest Hour. This was the first console COD game I ever owned. And I remember never fully beating it. And my brother and I would play a lot of it. And there's one mission in particular I think we kept playing where you're sniping from a building. And there's uh, you're playing as a primarily Russian in that mission. So you're sniping people from up above and down below. And like other than that, like my recollection of that game doesn't go much further. We didn't have the ps2 online disc or whatever so we never played online or anything uh did you ever play call of duty finest hour i think i only played it at your house if i'm if i'm being honest because i know that we did play that a few times i don't remember a thing from it though yeah i think it might have been a ps2 exclusive too i don't think it ever got released for anything else yeah i think it was just a console game so the other honorable mention i have nothing to say about this because i I think I played it once, or we rented it once, and I don't know... I can't remember a single thing about this game. Second honorable mention is Call of Duty 2, Big Red 1. So what are your... Because, again, I have nothing, and I know you owned it. So, like, what's your recollection of that? Yeah, man. Um, that was that was my first Call of Duty experience, uh, Big Red 1, which is, I think, widely regarded as, like, one of the worst ones to ever come out. <laughs> um, and, and to... You know, to even bring it up a notch, I had it on the GameCube, which, like, is not great for shooting games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I probably had, like, the worst console to play this thing on. But, yeah, you know, I still had a lot of fun with that game. That was, that was my first introduction to Call of Duty. I don't remember too much from it, to be honest, but I remember having a lot of fun with the campaign. I replayed it a bunch of times. Um, and I know that when you would come over and other friends would come over, we'd run through them together and stuff like that. But, yeah, from... From what I remember, it's it's a pretty bad Call of Duty game, but it has a yeah. it does have a special place in my heart as as the first one. And you know what? I'd actually love to like go through it again and just like try to like almost like deja vu, like recall what actually happened because yeah, I don't remember a thing from it. Yeah, it's funny. I'm almost in the same boat with a uh, Finest Hour because I don't think it's very. I don't remember it being very good. I mean, it's different though because when I go when we go into the first game, I'll talk more about it, but. It wasn't like my first experience with COD, but it was my first like console experience. So I was used to the mouse and keyboard and then going to the controller. I don't know if the translation into it was wrong or not. Obviously now I prefer the controller. It's much more fluent if you ask me. But like I would love to get Call of Duty Finest Hour again and just try to play it because I know it's playable and I've watched videos online of it to like to kind of refresh myself a bit and it's like I only really remember that sniping mission. There's like a lead up to that where you're going through wherever you are, but yeah like it's cool like i would i lost a bit of my point there going into it but anyway so let's kick this <laughs> off because this is going to be a long discussion here let's kick it off with the first call of duty game namely just called call of duty it came out 2003 for the pc this is actually the first call of duty game i ever played and before this i was really into uh medal of honor or what the hell was it called medal of honor Island assault which oh, yeah. was we, we played the, that a lot man I, re I remember that one for sure i love that game that's that still the best d-day i think it's called allied assault yeah it is yeah that's okay, well, anyway, that's the best D-Day I've ever played in a video game, which is oh, weird to say sure. because it's been done multiple times. Oh, but that's been done a million times over, man. 
That's still like the gold stable. And interesting enough, what I found out doing a bit of research into this was um, some of the developers from that game uh, joined Infinity Ward, I think, who did the first... Yeah, joined Infinity Ward to develop Call of Duty. So yes, you got some yeah. of that influence over there, which is kind of yeah. cool. Uh, this this is when the series was uh, known for their World War II focus because it started off for the first few just being World War II focused. So it hadn't been burnt out yet. It was still relatively fresh. And I don't know about the gaming industry, but it was still relatively fresh in a lot of people's minds. And this was like the first, I guess I want to say, in my experience anyway, because this was like the first game of this kind I'd ever played. And this is the first, not real first person shooter, but this is the first one where it felt really smooth and streamlined and like really accessible to anybody, which is yep. kind of nice. Considering, like, yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't really play too many shooters before that. I was more into like Legend of Zelda and like Star Wars Shadows of the Empire was a big one. Mario Kart, like I was more Nintendo before before we got our PS2 and everything. I think that's a that's a good point, though. I mean, I think I think a lot of people are in the same boat where, yeah, they were more of a, like a I don't, I don't want to say casual because Zelda isn't casual, but like a like a Nintendo gamer where, yeah, I, I play Zelda, I play Pokemon, I play Mario, and then like you get introduced into like more mature games like Call of Duty or, or Medal of Honor, and it kind of flips the switch in a way, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting because I just thought of something when you were talking about that, so. I guess the reason why I was more into Nintendo stuff was because there's more mascots. There's more identifiable characters. This was the first game I could really think of where you just played as a normal person. You didn't have, you weren't this big hero where like in later COD games you get into like, let's say like Black Ops for example. You have Mason, you have Reznov. Yeah, it's character driven. All these different characters. But this one, it's still kind of character driven, but you're not like a big hero. You're just a soldier. Which kind of brings me into my next part here. So this was still when Call of Duty games split up who you were playing as. So you would play as Americans, you'd play as the British Navy, British Army, I guess, Navy, whatever. Well, maybe yep. both. I can't remember. And then yep. Russians. And nowadays, it's sort of just you're playing as, again, a hero, right? Like, for example, in Black Ops, again, you're playing Black Ops. You're playing primarily as Mason, I don't. I can't remember. It's been a while. If you play as Reznov, I think you do for a mission, but don't primarily you play as Woods playing, for a bit. Oh, maybe. I again, it's been so long. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go back and do that one. But like, you're not playing as like you're not playing from the other perspective of what you're fighting. Like again, you're still playing as allied forces, but you're playing from the three different perspectives in this one. And the campaign was really well laid out. Again, it's been so fucking long since I've played the first Call of Duty. I've only ever owned it on the PC. Oh no, that's not true. Uh, it came out on consoles later as Call of Duty Classic. It did, as like an Xbox Live arcade thing, yeah, yeah. And I bought it, too, and in playing it, it's weird to think about it, because when I was saying earlier about being more into the controller gaming, that was the first time when I was playing it, it was like, huh, I think I kind of prefer the medicine keyboard for this one, only because that's where I got familiar with everything, and I had a lot of fun playing the campaign and that one being a young man, and now with the multiplayer... It was really good, too, and people are still playing it to this day. I don't know how many, but people are still playing it to this day, and it still has, like, a little strong community, which is kind of funny. People are really dedicated. Like, for ex- like the other day, I, was, I tried playing Advanced Warfare Online, and I actually got into a full game. Like, who still plays this game? Like, you got, like, this... This goes with any game, too, granted, but I, I don't want to blabber on too much about that. What, what no, do you have, what, no. Anything else you guys say about the first Call of Duty, or what's your experience with the first one? Not much, man. Only played it at friends' houses, never owned it, so I can't play too... I can't really say too much about it, but, yeah, only ever experienced it on mouse and keyboard. I don't think I ever played it on Xbox on the, on the arcade version. Back then, I didn't play too many computer games, so that was a completely foreign thing to me. Nowadays, I might be more into it. I do, I do some PC gaming, but, um, no idea, so... 
I do recommend it. It is, it is a good play. I'll give it that. So let's jump ahead to Call of Duty 2. And this is the first time, and this is like COD history in the making, already in the second game. So this never really gets held up again. But this is the longest gap between main series releases because there was Call of Duty United Offensive, which was the expansion, and I've never played it, so I don't really have an opinion on it. But that came out in between too. But this was the first like main Call of Duty game that came out two years between. Ever since Call of Duty 2, it's been an annual thing in terms of yeah. the main AAA stuff. I never owned it until I think a couple years ago on backwards compatible with the yeah. Xbox One. Yeah. Again, playing as British, Americans, and Russians, but everything kind of feels like it's a lot stronger. Uh, the gunplay feels a lot smoother, and again, I've never beaten the campaign, but from what I've played, and I've played a hair bit of multiplayer on the console, but everything just feels a lot more refined. Everything feels really smooth. It's not the biggest jump in terms of how it feels. Everything just feels feels generally the same, but it feels a lot stronger. And interesting enough, two other things I have written down here. The first one is that it was the first xbox 360 launch title it was and it was also the first because we had finest hour but it was the first main series console release and it's also the first to uh to feature regenerating health which is like a main like one of the like defining features of the call of duty games when it comes to like differentiating it from maybe some other like first person shooters or shooters in general on the consoles well it really it really set the precedent man because before that it was health packs right and even halo had health packs up until halo 2 but yeah like regenerating health was something that that wasn't a thing until Call of Duty 2. And then yeah. it became industry standard. Everything on industry health, you couldn't find health packs anymore in any game. It was all, yeah, you have shields and you have you have health, but don't worry, it'll come back. That was it. Every game followed that afterwards. Yeah, it's amazing how that's become such like a defining thing where I don't know if they thought it was a big deal developing it, but it's amazing how like how much of a staple that is when it comes to games nowadays. So anything left to say, again, I don't I don't mean to like breeze over people's favorite call of duty games but just i don't have a whole lot to say about it i remember like the multiplayer was really good too i just haven't played enough of it and i definitely want to dive deeper into all of these games again because for some reason playing black ops 4 got me back into cod or it made me kind of realize what i really loved about it and why it's one of my favorite series of games again i named my like top three almost like at the beginning so yeah i don't know anything else you guys say about call of duty 2 yeah i didn't I didn't really play too much of it. I definitely played more than Call of Duty 1. Um, I remember running through most of the campaign on the 360. I don't think I ever beat it. Um, and I did play some online, and I did enjoy it, but it never it never really uh, like got its hooks into me, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely played it, and I enjoyed it, but I never I never played it, like, aggressively online. Yeah, and, like, Call of Duty's online, or not online, like, their multiplayer in general doesn't really take off until a couple games from now. But, bringing that full circle, Call of Duty 3, again playing as different factions it's still world war ii people are kind of starting to feel maybe burnt out because call of duty more or less ignited other world war ii shooters as well and it starts to maybe become stale around this time i didn't really feel it because back in 2006 i didn't pay attention that hard to games it was like oh call of duty 3 cool another call of duty i like it you know what i mean like i didn't really yeah, think yeah. like oh my god like medal of honor has one now or another one they're kind of like the starters of all this and like oh my god this game series and this and that brothers in arms blah 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 this one's a bit different in who you play as so you still play as the u.s still play as the british 
But this time you're also playing as Canadian and Polish soldiers, which it doesn't ultimately change how the game plays, but it's a kind of a cool detail because I can't remember any other game where you'd play as Canadian and Polish soldiers, and at least in Call of Duty, because this is sort of not the last World War II game. This one's kind of weird, too. It's the first Wii title in the Call of Duty series. Was that the first Wii game? It was the first Wii COD game. That's so weird. Oh, man. Because the Wii came out the year before? Yeah, yeah, Wii was 2005. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe... It's weird to think I didn't own a Wii, but anyway. Yeah, um, almost everyone had one. The campaign in general, uh, from what I remember, I got... I don't. I think my 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 brother and I must have beaten it a long time ago, but like I really can't remember because we did rent it and we did play it, and like our friend group uh, rented it, but we only ever played like multiplayer. From what I understand, this game is kind of known back when it came out to be kind of glitchy or maybe a little bit buggy. Whereas the other two, there's not as much of that you run into, but this one apparently is the first one where people start to notice it more. At least in the research I've done, personal experience playing it, I didn't really run into it. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places. This is also the first uh, COD to feature drivable vehicles in multiplayer, because 1 and 2 was just boots on the ground, but Call of Duty 3 started introducing vehicles. It's kind of too bad that, again, this one's considered kind of a disappointment. I don't know what the online population was like when it came out. Again, never had Xbox Live until like 2008, I think, or 2007, 2008, so never got a chance to play it online. Another interesting fact, whereas this was the first Wii COD game, this was also one of the only COD games to not well, at least main title not to be released on the PC this was a console only game yeah that's that's interesting huh I, I didn't even realize that now the thing with Call of Duty 3 though is that it's like it's kind of like the not to bash it because I didn't really play it too much but from what I played and from what I understand from a general consensus is that it's kind of like the forgotten like stepchild of the Call of Duty series. Like, not many people talk fondly about it, even mention it. Like, you hear about the original Call of Duty, you hear about Call of Duty 2, you hear about almost every other Call of Duty, except for maybe Ghosts, you don't hear too much about that one. But, like, 3, like, nobody ever talks about it, man. And I think maybe that's maybe that's why they decided to change it up in the next one. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know if it's forgotten for a reason. Again, this is supposed to be considered the first, like, general disappointment in the COD series, and I don't know if it's because people are burnt out or if because it's really not that great. I'm, again, I'm more excited to go back into these games and really try to go through it and, like, really see why. Yeah. Any last thoughts on Call of Duty 3? No, not much, man. Oh, I almost forgot. So, this was also the first Treyarch Call of Duty game, so this is kind of their introduction into the series as a whole, which is kind of interesting that their first one can be considered a a dud, and it's it's sad to say that maybe their second one people can consider a dud too, but again, we'll get into that. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree, but yeah, move on. You know what? I'm going to let you talk about the next one because this one is more in your wheelhouse. What's not to say about Call of Duty 4, man? What a what a what a game. This this game light just lit the industry on fire, man. The first real big modern shooter aside from Battlefield 2142 if you remember that, but that wasn't even that big. That was that was a pretty small futuristic game like it, it has it had a decent decent cult following and I actually really liked it, but like Modern Warfare was like the and I guess 2142 is like a futuristic setting. Really ahead of its time actually, but yeah, COD 4 was awesome. What a, what a memorable campaign. It's probably still one of my favorite Call of Duty campaigns. Like, it's got to be my third favorite, I'd say. Um, we'll get we'll get to me, my other favorites in a bit. But, you know, you had awesome characters. You had the nuke going off. And I'm not going to say spoiler alert because the game came out in 2007. Fucking get on it. If people don't know about the nuke, they've got to be living under a rock. That was the craziest shit ever. And, like, back then, like, that wasn't spoiled for me, man. Like, I was just playing the campaign. 
And then this nuke goes off, and it's just like, whoa, that was mind-blowing, man. It was it was really the first great modern shooter, and it had such an awesome campaign. It really set the tone for me where it's like, wow, like a Call of Duty can have an awesome campaign. Yeah, to me, it's it's almost perfect. We're starting to get into, I think, where we, I don't know, if, I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk for you, but I think this is generally where we start to get more into games, because I was into games before, but like, Gears of War comes out, funny story, I rented it, I hated it, I bought it. And I fucking love it. So however that works, whatever. <laughs> I think I was in the wrong mind space to play it when I rented it. But anyway, this is kind of when thing I start to pay more attention to games. Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out 2007. It's the first non-World War II COD game, which is a big change from their usual wheelhouse. It's also like the first real big step upwards. Because Call of Duty 1 to 2, not much changed, but it felt refined. Call of Duty 3, it's different, but again, considered a disappointment. A little buggy, whatever. But this is the first one where it feels a lot different, whether it's the change of setting or it's the engine in general or how they developed it, whatever. It's like the first big step. And it's the first one that I can remember thinking back. It's like the first shorter but really focused campaign. Like there's not a mission I skip when I go back to it. Everything's really focused and I like that because some of the other Call of Duty games kind of they're shorter but they can kind of lose steam and I'll get into one of the Black Ops games I won't say which one when that happens. But yeah, I don't have a lot of thoughts to say about the campaign. You get introduction of like Soap and Captain Price and there was a Captain Price in the first Call of Duty and I can't remember if they said they were related I don't think they are but... Yeah, I think they were unrelated The nuke is big. What the hell is that mission called? Uh, with the ghillie suits. What's that one called? Oh, yeah. Oh, what is that one called? Oh, Gilly's in, Gilly's in the Mist. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge, awesome mission. It's just, it's really fun, and you should start here when it comes to campaigns, because this is really short, really focused, and everything fits together really nicely. Like, not one mission feels out of place, which is nice to say, because some missions feel out of place in other games. The remaster that came out with Infinite Warfare, it's excellent. Like, that's one of the best-looking remasters and like, anything i've ever played like everything seems really upgraded and playing that campaign in that like with those graphics 60 fps and like the feel of everything it's quite an experience to play through it with the remaster but what do you guys say about the multiplayer the multiplayer is just as big as the campaign here man this the multiplayer was near near fucking perfect as well this is the first cod campaign i think that had the the kill streaks which completely completely changed the game like you had your UAV and then the the airstrike and the chopper but like all of a sudden like it became more important to stay alive than other Call of Duty games where yeah you'd run around and kill people but whatever in this it's like no you want to get to 3 kills you want to get to 5 you want to get to 7 cuz those kill streaks are just so powerful and then you had all the weapon customization with the create a class mode which I I can't even remember if it's in previous games but all the different attachments all the perks Man, like, there was just such a deep layer. And then you even had prestige mode where it's like, yeah, you got max rank. Oh, wait. No, you didn't. You're you're only scratching the surface here. There was just so much to unearth. And one of the themes I think we're going to get into here with all these more modern Call of Duty campaigns is the maps. There's a lot of excellent maps in this Modern Warfare game, man. That's what keeps me coming back, ultimately, when I think about it. A Call of Duty game can feel great, it can look great, it can play great, whatever. If the multiplayer maps aren't good, I'm not going to want to play it. I think the maps are the one redeeming quality of any multiplayer game. If it doesn't have good maps, I don't care much for it. I can't name one good Halo 5 Guardians map. 
for example. Yeah. I love <laughs> like, I love I Halo can't 5. I can name one Halo 5 map in general. Yeah, like, I don't know any of them. I've played, like, days worth of that game. Like, it's hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hours of Halo 5 online. I can't name one map. Yeah, that's a whole other issue, man. That That's a whole thing. But, like, with, with Modern Warfare, like, you just have so many awesome maps in that game, man. Like, if, if I were to drop into that game right now, I would remember all the maps like the back of my hand. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's funny, too, because even thinking back, like, I can think of names and maps. For example, Overgrown. Um, yep. Countdown might be my favorite map on that game. Then you get other ones like uh, Crash. Yeah, Crash is a great map, too, actually. I like Block, the apartment buildings across from each other. How can you forget, like, one of the original originators of, like, the 1v1 with uh, Shipment? Like, yeah, that's a Shipment was wicked, map man. Right now. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It was just so good. Like, every time a map came up, it's not like, oh, this map came up. It's like, yes, like, awesome. Like, every map is good. Yeah, it's funny I was so late to this one, because I remember I had the next game first before I had this one, and I think I might Did even really? have Modern Warfare 2 before I got the first COD. Yeah, because no you, you guys all had Xbox Live before me, so I never, like, had the chance to get it online. Yep. That's the reason why Halo 3 is arguably my favorite game, is because I played through that campaign so many times before I got Xbox Live. It's, like, burned in my head but for all the right reasons. You know what's interesting about that, though? It's, like, because Halo 3 came out the same year as COD, uh, Modern Warfare. Same time-ish, too. I'm trying to think, because we played... I played so much of both of those games. I'm trying to think, like, how did I have time to do that? And I know we were back in school, and we had a bunch of free time and all that, but, like, I'm still trying to think, like, how how in the hell did we not just choose one game and stick with it? Like, we were playing both of those games so much. I don't know. Again, even, like, before I had Xbox Live, like, I would just be playing games all the time. Like, how did I have time to balance, like, three or four different games? Like, nowadays, yeah, I talked about, yeah, Dishonored this, Deus Ex that, but, like, in reality, like, when am I going to have time for that? I'm more into playing COD now than, like, Black Ops 4 than anything. Like, I don't want to play anything else. It's like, how am I going to, like, pull myself away, which is a sign of a good game. But anyway, any last thoughts on Modern Warfare? Nope. Um, Map packs are great. Love it. I haven't played the remastered. Um, Now that it's separated from Infinite Warfare, I might actually get it. But I would recommend it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm just so invested into into Blops Four right now that like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna get it anytime soon. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna wait until I I die off of of Blops Four, which I don't know when that's gonna happen to be honest. And we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna wait for that. But yeah, awesome game, such a good game. One of the one of the greatest modern shooters ever released. I'd say definitely. Let's get into a whole other beast. Next game to come out, people thought it was a step backwards, because why are you going back to this? So Call of Duty World at War comes out 2008. This was also one of the first COD games I had owned on the, like, a next-gen, because I got the finest hour. I don't really count it. Like, this was the first main COD game I owned on console. Yep. Uh, got it for Christmas, the year it came out, uh, and then we got Xbox Live really soon after. I think this is, this game might be the reason why we got Xbox Live, my brother and I. But anyway, this is weird because Call of Duty 4 comes out, everybody loves the modern setting, then like World of War comes out. Now, I don't remember personally because again, I didn't pay too much attention to online stuff, but was there a big backlash to them going back to World at War, or was it sort of like, oh, whatever, it's just World War 2 again? I would say it wasn't necessarily a backlash, Jim. I would just say it's more of like a splitting of the population. Like a lot of people just stayed back with Modern Warfare, and you had you had a good chunk that went over to World at War. But I would say seventy seventy percent of the people who are playing Modern Warfare probably just stayed on Modern Warfare because um, yeah, they just love the modern setting so much, and it was just such an awesome game. They didn't want to leave, which I think was a poor decision. I think World at War is the most underrated COD game. I think so too. This one gets that official trophy right now because this is one of my favorite campaigns. 
minus 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 that fucking tank level but other than that yeah, yeah. i love every single mission in this game this is another one um kind of like modern warfare this is just an opinion granted but i like almost every mission in this game again minus the tank one then that'd be one other one i'm not thinking of but this is a really solid campaign too and you play from just american and just russian there's no british anymore i don't think you play as a british army at all anymore that nope. might have been the last time you do fight the japanese though that's true that was different yeah, but it was um, different yeah i'm trying to think of where to go next because how about the characters man yeah i was just gonna say this is the introduction of a black ops mainstay in uh reznov yeah which which was interesting it was the first call of duty character to ever transfer over to a different game like if you think about it that way aside from modern warfare like he was the he was the guy you know like reznov was the guy who who was like i don't know i, I just remember those missions so vividly with him man he was just so cool yeah he's also the first time that I can remember uh, where we got a big name because they got uh, Gary Oldman voicing Reznov. Yeah. It's the first time like a big celebrity. I might be wrong, but the first time I can think of where like a big, big celebrity because Gary, Gary Oldman's like one of the most famous actors and one of my favorite actors personally. And it's just so cool having him in a game like this because he does such a good job. Like I didn't, I didn't even know it was him until I had to look it up. Yeah, it doesn't sound like him at all. One of the things too about this COD game Again, I could talk about each campaign mission individually. This is just, I don't know if it's like a quick retrospective, but we want to run through these COD games. So, again, the whole campaign as a whole, it's solid. There's a cool level where you're on, like, a turret in a plane, which is really cool. Yeah. I always forget about that mission. It's also the first co-op Call of Duty game that I can remember. I don't think Call of Duty 3 had co-op campaign. If it did, I'm probably mistaken. But this is the first one where you could do online co-op, at least. Yeah, it's the first one I cared about anyway, so there you go. Which, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's so weird because this was the first major one where I was like, oh my god, I can actually play the campaign with my friends. Because we would play Halo campaigns all the time. And this is the first, like, non-Halo game, maybe other than Gears of War, but in terms of first-person shooters, this is the first, like, big campaign co-op for us anyway that I could think of because we do we have gone through this game a few times anyway together even if it's just trying to do like a veteran run or something oh yeah definitely man we've we've ran through this campaign a few times co-op and also just solo but yeah I, I we have we have some good memories going through this game especially on veteran when it's just a nightmare they take out the first Russian mission where it's kind of like enemy at the gates yep. and they take out the plane mission where you're, like when I just talked about where you're on the turret right those two they take out but all the other ones they keep in. So, I mean, you're moving one of the best and one of the coolest levels in the game, but, I mean, you get to play with your friends, and that's that's something significant. Now, there's one mode in particular I want to talk about last because I have a lot to say about it, but how did you feel about the multiplayer in World at War? Was it better, weaker than Modern Warfare? I mean, it's also kind of hard to beat Modern Warfare at this point, considering there's only one other game to compare it to, but how do you feel about the multiplayer in World at War? I thought it was really, really, really good, man. I think it's, again, super underrated. It didn't have, I, I would say, the staying power or the map kind of the, the premium map selection that the first Modern Warfare had, but man, we played a lot of hours in the multiplayer as well. There was a lot of cool maps on that game, like there was the castle map I remember that was really cool. Um, I'm blanking on a few others right now, but there's the one in the uh, in like the Russian compound. Uh, there, there's so many cool ones, um, but yeah, like we we played a ton of the multiplayer. I thought the kill streaks were cool with the dogs. I thought that was really neat instead of the uh, instead of the helicopter. Um, when you hear the dogs come in, you're like, oh fuck, here we go. Like because you can't even hide in buildings anymore because they'll just come at you. Like you have to stop what you're doing 
hide in a corner and try to kill the dogs, or you're going to get killed. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the uh, the World War II guns again. Um, I, I really love those the old feel of those guns. They just feel so, like, clicky, if you know what I mean. Like, everything's just bolt action. Everything's everything feels clunky, but in a really kind of cool way. Whereas Modern Warfare, everything feels so clean. You know what I mean? Like, it, And that's just an overall feel, feel for this game, too. It's just so gritty. And it's so, like, it's so based in, like, horror in real life. And it's like, yeah, World War II is a fucking nightmare. Have fun, you know? Yeah. But in a, in, a, in a kind of a cool way where you wanted to play it, you know? So This is the first, like, one with dismemberment, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, I know Black Ops 4 has it, but I think the Black Ops games in general kind of kept them up. Whereas the Infinite Warfares and the Modern Warfares and Advanced, I don't think they kept up the dismemberment. It's pretty much like a Treyarch staple when it comes to COD. Yeah. Uh, did they have it in World War Two? I forget. Uh... Me? Was that Sledgehammer Games that did that? That, that was their first full game, yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, no worries. In terms of multiplayer, I, I have to wholeheartedly agree. I love this game overall, and the multiplayer is a big part of that too. Maps, there's a couple stinkers, I gotta admit. I don't, again, by name, I'm I'm a little lost in terms of names of some of them. Like, I thought it was always kind of weird, and it made me mad um, when they came out with the uh, the Mackin or Macon Day map. Yep, yep. Where if you didn't have it, you couldn't it was free granted it was free like come on minor complaint but yeah it was like a, it was a small map too it was like 50 megabytes like it was quick to download well actually 50 megabytes back in the day was a lot bigger but and you know what the one thing i didn't like too this is after all the map packs came out granted if you didn't have a game or if you didn't have one of the maps you could still get into a lobby with that map whereas all the other cod games after this if you didn't have the map pack you just couldn't search into certain playlists in general yeah this one didn't care you just had to kind of had to guess and like like, they're, they're, like sometimes there'd be maps where i couldn't remember which map pack i had because like i did i got them all individually as they came out or afterwards or whatever and sometimes a map would come up and it's like <laughs> oh shit is that in is that in the map pack i have like i have one in two is it in three i don't know and then like fuck i got booted so do you remember on my one disc so i had a super scratchy disc that every time a uh, castle would get loaded we'd have to leave because yeah, like i could because my disc it could play the game perfectly but castle it, just, it would just crash if i tried to load castle so castle would come <laughs> up we go oh fuck 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 we'd have to like back out that was fun uh, oh yeah man funny stuff other than that yeah we've we played a lot of it um we did man i it's funny I was going to say it's at the end. I do come back to this game like once a year and play it for a bit. And I, when I was playing, I played a solo. Actually, might as well get into it. I'll get into that point at the end. So one of the biggest things this game introduced didn't even count as a main mode at first. It was a bonus mode after you beat the campaign. The world famous, it's not called this anymore, just the later half of this. But this is the first time we had Nazi zombies. Yeah. That's a big thing because every game after this maybe not modern warfare 2 that i can think of because they had a game mode that was cooperative but anyway every cod game now has a variation on zombies or some kind of survival mode and this one really kicked it off and i remember beating the campaign and i knew it was there i knew because i read it online i knew nazi zombies was in there and i knew i think i figured it out with my brother like we were done the campaign halfway and all of a sudden it was like wait people are talking about this nazi zombies but what the hell is this and it's like okay we have to beat the game now because like we got to play it we beat the campaign relatively quickly run, we're pretty well running through it and as soon as it started it was like an instant addiction like this is one of the most fun game modes in a COD game I think I've ever played and it's funny because I kind of fall off when it comes to playing zombies almost immediately after the first Black Ops but all four maps because it starts off with just the first map in the bunker like Nocturne Toten or whatever it's called but then the Asylum and then Shinonuma, and then Duriz. Duriz, Duriz, yeah. Like, all these maps are excellent. But just going back to the first one, it was such a cool experience diving, because that was, again, Call of Duty kind of changes and 
Every game kind of has something it's defined by. This one is definitely, in the long run, defined by Nazi zombies. And it's playing it solo, it's kind of scary. Like, it's a lot more scary than you think because the maps start to get ridiculous and over the top in later games. But this one, at least the first two maps are, like, genuinely scary. And because you're so confined and there's not a whole lot of places you can go. And there's only, like, I think, like, four different places you can open up. And there's it's not a big place. And you can get overrun pretty easily. Yep. And I could talk forever about all the maps. Just to kind of sum it up, Nocturne Toten is awesome. The Asylum asylum is really fun it was it's probably the most difficult out of all four of them yeah. because they introduced power and which isn't that big of a concept now considering how over the top it gets especially in black ops 4 now that i'm talking about it but it's simple to learn but hard to master that's the best way to describe nazi zombies because the first like five six rounds go by pretty good you're usually pretty steady but as soon as you hit after that i mean you gotta pick your ass up and like really try because Again, you can breeze through the first half, and then the second half is like, okay, now i got to start worrying about what weapons I have. And that introduces like a whole different amount of strategy into the game. But to go back to what I was saying before, the Asylum, the hardest one to do. Shino Numa, it's probably my least favorite. It's not bad, but it's the first one you could go outside. Yeah. Like, actually outside, which is kind of, I mean, you're still confined, but outside in general. And uh, Durai is like, we've, I think that's the one we play the most as a friend group, because that one's the most wide open. It also introduces Pack-A-Punch. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like at the time, you don't realize it. But looking back, it's such a groundbreaking thing for Call of Duty, because that opens so many doors, in my opinion, for, I mean, like, look, almost every game's had it. They must have done something right. And it's still pretty popular, right? Like, when I went to play solo, I looked at who was online. There were, like... 300 people playing still a game that's 10 years old now still has that many people just playing one of the modes that's more people that are playing that than the actual multiplayer yep so like people come back to this one generally for that again i could talk so long i I, we got to move on but (laughs) whatever i think uh i think we're all at war I mean, kind of just to sum it up, I think I probably spent the most time on this Call of Duty game cumulatively across all the modes, and Zombies is a big part of that, of course, but we played a lot of campaign, we played a very good amount of multiplayer, and yeah, Zombies we just played so many hours. I think if I was to look back and see like how many hours I played of each Call of Duty game, this one across all the modes would take the cake. I'm probably inclined to agree with either that or two games from now. But anyway, no, actually, no, I think you're right. This is probably the one I sunk the most time into. Sure. Maybe. Anyway, so the next one to come out, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, yeah. Another big, big one for Call of Duty. Talking about the campaign. Solid. Again, there's some missions I don't care about, maybe. Again, it's been a long time since I've gone through it, but I never got bored playing this one. Because this was the first one, again, where it starts to get really over-the-top and action-y. Oh, yeah. A lot of the COD campaigns play out like movie type of stuff. Like, it could be an action movie. But this is the first one where it gets really extreme. Like, I don't even have to mention the ski-doo jump or whatever it's called. <laughs> I was just thinking That's about that. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that was hilarious. I laughed out loud when that happened. I was just like, That's oh, so dumb. God. It's like it's a super exciting campaign that like never slows down, which is kind of cool. And even when it does slow down, it doesn't feel like you're slowing down. Like you're still kind of moving at a good momentum. I don't have a whole lot to say about the campaign just because again, the story's different, but it's still it doesn't play out similarly to the first one, but it still is really refined. Uh it hasn't gotten stale yet. For the Modern Warfare games, and it's still worth a playthrough. So if I think for it's hard to say, but for multiplayer, this was probably my peak. For, for multiplayer games for, for Call of Duty. Like in terms of what you think of them? No, no, just like in terms of like how much I played. I think Modern Warfare 2 takes the cake on that, and I think that's true for a lot of people, but just kind of summing up the campaign, I think the one word to describe it is ridiculous. Yeah. That's but <laughs> but both in a bad and a good way. 
Like, yeah, it's, I agree. It, there's moments like the ski, the snowmobile ski do jump, whatever it was, where it was just like, oh my god, this is so dumb. But then there's a lot of moments like, like, do you remember the airport mission, man? I do. That was uh, that, that was that's a talking point. It it is, man. Like that that was a big moment. Just not even in gaming. That was pop culture. That was on the news. There is a mission in this video game where you're shooting people in an airport. Like, oh my, you know god. it's bad when you first start, like when you first get the game and hit start. And you go to campaign and it asks you if you want to – it doesn't say it explicitly, but, like, if you want to censor the explicit content, specifically this mission. Yeah. Like, you know it's bad when they're like, we might have gone overboard, so you can skip it if you want. Now, I wasn't going to talk about this originally, but I just kind of thought of it now. Does that take away anything from the game? Like, how they kind of decide – like, is it important for the campaign to have that mission? No. I don't think it is. Um I think they could have done without it. That being said, it was such a statement. It was the first time a video game did anything like that. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. Did the campaign need it? No. Story-wise, it made sense. It made complete sense. It kind of, it made you hate the enemy, right? Yeah, Which, big time. And it made you, it was almost like a harrowing moment. Like, oh my god, this actually happens in real life, too. And you you felt uneasy doing it. The coolest, like that coolest is the wrong word, but... Something I find really interesting that a lot of people, when they news news uh, anchors and all that, when we're reporting on it, one thing they missed: you don't have to fire a single shot until you get to um, when you're outside, and then like the police and the SWAT yeah, come yeah, for you. Yeah. You don't have to fire a single shot at a citizen. Yep. Oh, for those who don't know, No Russian is a mission where you're posing as your enemy who you're fighting, and in the elevator, and Makarov goes, "Remember, No Russian," and then you get off the elevator into a busy airport. And then they un- started unloading fire on all the innocent people. And you're just kind of doing like a slow walk. through. You-, you can't go any faster than a walk. You do a slow walk through the airport, shooting people. You don't have to, but your characters shooting people, all innocent people. And it's kind of horrific now that I'm thinking about it. It is. Because it's kind of fucking, well, to put it bluntly, it's fucked up. But it is. once you get outside, then you start running and then the cops come in. and then. But the first half of that mission is where a lot of people focus on the controversy. And I mean, I get it. If you, I've never skipped the mission, so I don't know if it makes sense. Like if they kind of help explain it story-wise or they just play that ending cutscene. Regardless, No Russian was the first big COD controversy I can really think of. World at War, Modern Warfare, like I can't think of anything. Like there's big moments like the nuke. Yeah. That's, that's good. And like, World at War was really brutal and like super violent. Like it, it, it earned the M rating it had. Yeah, yeah. But this is the first one where it's like, holy shit! Like this is kind of a big deal. It was. It definitely was a big moment, and uh, and to this day we remember it and talk about it. So you know, they did. Yeah. I think it accomplished its mission, which was let's make something that people are going to talk about. They do something similar in Modern Warfare Three, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. This is also the introduction. Before we jump into the multiplayer, this is also the introduction of Spec Ops mode, and I can't remember if it was just this one in Modern Warfare Three it was in, but Spec Ops mode was this cooperative mode. And it's like mission based, so it's not campaign, but you have a goal. Like there's one you have, like you're in, like you have to kill a certain amount of juggernauts, but you're like a big tough enemy in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like just little stuff like that, or like infiltrate this oil rig uh, stealthily. Like just, just stuff like that. And it was, it was cool. We've gone through it. Yep. Maybe like once or twice. I can't remember if we got all the stars or not. I think we must have tried. I think but... no, I definitely did because I, I completed all the gamer score in that game. I think you needed all the, all the hundred stars to do that. So. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. I don't have a lot to say about it just because I'd have to go back and really play it to see if, like, this. Again, it was the first time they did it, so I have nothing to say about it in Modern Warfare 3. But I thought it was a cool inclusion because, like, I don't know if Infinity Ward 
didn't want to copy the zombies thing that World at War did, but it's a nice, it, it makes sense within the context of the game. Cause like World at War, it's really violent. It's kind of horrific. Nazi zombies almost make sense. Modern Warfare 2, if they had like, like Middle Eastern zombies, I could see a lot of backlash coming in after that. Sure. So, I mean, you, and the zombies in general, it wouldn't make sense. Because it's not really that gritty. This is a very polished game. And the first Modern Warfare, it's not polished polished, but it's polished enough. And it's it's pretty... It's still horrific in some sense because the nuke's crazy. But other than that, like, Modern Warfare 2, it's really polished. And, like, it's really... Like, Hollywoody is almost the way I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. It's a big tonal shift. Yeah, production values th- through the roof. A funny thing I learned today, too. I can't believe I didn't realize it when I was in my initial research. But Hans Zimmer did the, the the soundtrack for this game. Yeah, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Big name like that. Yeah. Crazy. It is. So what do you think about Spec Ops? Yeah, not much to say about it. It was fun. It was, um, I think they made it because they felt like they had to after Zombies was such a success. And you have to remember that they don't make a Call of Duty game every year. It's not the same studio doing it. They have multiple studios, so they stagger it. So they're really working on these games for two, three years at a time. I think at that point in the in the dev cycle, they're like, oh shit, this Zombies thing is really big. If we don't release a third mode, people are going to be mad. They're going to think it's not like complete. So I think Spec Ops is their way of just going, okay, here's some cool side missions you can do. And I think it turned out pretty well, all things considered. I remember having a lot of fun with the Juggernaut mission. I think I remember that one really clearly where there's just like 10 Juggernauts walking around and they're so hard to kill and on veteran difficulty, it's like insane. But, you know, we had a lot of fun going through them. So I, I don't really have too much to say about it other than, yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's nothing. I don't remember Modern Warfare 2 for Spec Ops. If you ask me, it's got nothing on zombies. But then again, it wasn't trying to. Now, let's get into the big thing about this game. The fucking so pristine. It's almost like defined by this game. This was the first time I could think of where like a Call of Duty game was kind of defined by its multiplayer more so than the campaign. Because like the first three COD games, they had a multiplayer, but it was like primary campaign. Uh, COD Four had like the first like really polished one, and the nuke. The nuke is like the big thing. People still talk about it. Yep. World at War had the violence and zombies, but this one is the first one where it was like, okay, everybody's talking about just the multiplayer, pretty much. Like my brother to this day, has never touched the campaign. He Anytime he goes back, he still just does the multiplayer. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, actually, because the campaign isn't bad, but yeah, like, the mul- you can tell the focus on this game was, was multiplayer. Like, it is fun, the campaign, but, like, this is a really strong, really well-defined multiplayer. And again, none of these games have, like, a... Like, they have jumps in terms of, like, what stuff they add in. And the next one has something new to the multiplayer that's, like, a twist, but everything's just super defined. Almost all the maps are, like, pretty great I, it's not much else to say that hasn't been said already like you just kind of have to play it to see what we mean because it's really well done like it's still fun to this day that people are still playing it online oh totally like, man so it's a very good online population i was playing it a couple weeks ago on on backwards compatibility like it's just it's great like yeah. I, it's people might be listening to this might be disappointed that we're not going so in depth but like we're not trying to necessarily we're just trying to hit on some major points yeah, yeah. this is just a just just talking point for all the games yeah like if, if we do go back and like do like a really big in-depth analysis on like a game like sure all you gotta know about the multiplayer this time around is this really great really fun and it's definitely worth your time like it's still worth your time after all these years and after all these new cod games come out it's still worth it to go back because it's just really well balanced 
except for the javelin glitch, but they fixed it. Well, and the uh, akimbo, um, what were they called? Shotguns oh, or whatever? Yeah. Those oh things were insane. God. Do you remember the the knife glitch or whatever? It wasn't a glitch, but like if you had the, the perk where you can range people with a knife a lot better, people were just oh, like, yeah. I forget what the perk is called. Um, no, I don't remember either. I, I forget, man, but I remember there was a big deal with that too, where it's like, yeah, you can, you can go like across a room and knife someone. That was insane, but... Yeah, what the hell was that called? But anyway, I forgot the perk was called, but e- either way, um, I mean, aside from those glitches and those kind of those those few things there, I mean, it's just so good, man. And this is another case of this game just having excellent maps. Like, there's still maps I I still remember fondly to this day. Like, you probably remember Afghan, the desert map with the plane, um, favela. Oh my god, favela, so good. High rise was really fun. Um, high rise is also in. I guess it's not high rise. It's hard hat, but whatever. Karachi, Quarry, Rust. Remember Rust? 1v1 me on Rust, bro? I do. That became a fucking meme. It did. For God's sake. Terminal, the the plane map based on the No Russian mission, was actually really, really good. You know what? That map is so good, it's in like two other CODs coming Yeah. Yeah, Terminal's great, man. Yeah, this this had so many good maps, man. And the the DLC maps, again, were just all excellent. So this is another case of like, yeah, the gameplay's really good. It's even better. The campaign's fun. There's the Spec Ops thing. But the maps kept us coming back because there wasn't... I can't remember a bad map in this game, man. It was all fun. Every match we played was fun. I highly agree. Should we move on? Yeah, I think so, man. So after Modern Warfare 2, big success. What does Treyarch do? Treyarch goes... Call of Duty Black Ops 2010. Treyarch goes and makes Ask Me on the Right Day... It makes my favorite Call of Duty game ever. Bold. It's not bold. It's true, baby. <laughs> so, again, it's probably my favorite Call of Duty game, but it's also, like, the start of my favorite COD series because we have Modern Warfare. We have, I don't know if you can if you count, like, the Warfare games, or like, if you kind of advanced in Infinite and that, but or the mainstay games, like, 1, 2, and 3. But this is my favorite COD series, too, because I love Black Ops. I love Black Ops 2. And I love Black Ops 3. So it was the start of something very beautiful. I've played so much of this fucking game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is this was the first COD campaign where, like, after the campaign was done, I was like, holy shit. It was the first, like, big twist. Cause, and, again, spoilers. I shouldn't have to say it, but spoilers in case you get mad. Call of Duty 4 had the nuke. COD 5, I can't really think of it had anything major like that. Modern Warfare 2 has Shepard being the bad guy yeah that, that was the twist that was actually a fairly sizable twist but yeah i mean you could you could see it coming a little bit but black ops again spoiler alert but whatever it's nuts i, I almost don't want to say it because it's so good but i have to say yeah, but it. no if you haven't played it now like whatever man like we're, we're well past the, the, the spoiler territory here you're playing as mason uh your soldier fought in the vietnam war in between each mission you're being interviewed by some unknown figure you fight alongside victor reznov for a good chunk of the game you guys break out of vorkuta prison and then he kind of trails off and then you meet up again turns out reznov was dead after the prison escape and it was on your head and you were brainwashed it's so fucking crazy when it's revealed it's awesome and it's so good like i remember even my brother he played that campaign because it was good and my brother never plays cod campaigns it's also more star power you get gary oldman back but you also get um he was kind of newer at the time because he was in terminator salvation i think that came out in 2009 but sam worthington was a big enough actor at the time i don't know about nowadays but he was the voice of mason just you got you, get, you keep getting more star power in here i'm pretty sure marvel for two had star power too but i can't think of it but overall like every mission felt so significant in this game and like everything kind of felt like it had weight and i mean marvel for two is a great game 
But again, it feels kind of Hollywoody, kind of over the top. But this one felt not necessarily more grounded because, I mean, the concept of the twist on its own is fucking ridiculous. But and it's this whole thing with numbers, but that's hard to explain without getting into it. But everything just feels really grounded in a way. And like the story fits the missions really well, too. Everything about the story and the campaign is just so significantly awesome. And having that in between each mission where you're talking to an interviewer and you're kind of getting the full story as it goes along is so well done. It's so well acted, too. Uh, what do you think about the campaign? Yeah, I, I thought it was really good, man. Um, again, I, I probably wouldn't call it my, my favorite campaign, but I can see why a lot of people would, including you. It, it is really, really good, and it's really cool, and the twist is awesome, and, and the fucking numbers, Mason, and all that shit. Yeah. Like, it was, you know, like, it has a lot of cool moments, and the characters are really, really memorable, and, you know, and that's why the series is still going today, even though the most recent game doesn't have a campaign. Like, the reason Black Ops got so popular was because the, the campaign was just so good. People cared about the characters, and they cared about the story. And it was so cool how they carried over some characters like Reznov from World of War. Like, that was such a nice little touch. And completely unexpected when he showed up. Yeah. It was like, wait, wait, is that Reznov? And then it was, and you're like, oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah. <laughs> that, this game, I think, Cut 4 is great, but this game deserves a fucking remaster, because it's so good. I mean, in two years it'll be 10th anniversary, maybe they will, who knows. Yeah, I mean, this the campaign's really well done. Zombies is back, and we've played a lot of zombies on this one, yep, too. Yep. I think it's, what, Kino, Der, Toten, or Untoten, whatever. Yep. And then five, which was like a you're in the Pentagon and you're playing as different presidents. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was a funny one. It's so good. Like the maps, the maps still feel fresh. Zombies still feels fresh at this point because they didn't make the next COD game after World at War. But it was so cool coming back to it because this is like the last zombies I was super into. So like everything is so vivid in my mind. Yeah, like yeah. Playing in the theater and Kino is like so good. It's just everything still feels really well balanced. It still feels fresh too. And I don't know if it's because being in high school and game with you guys every day and this and that but like and having the time I, I've kind of tried to make time nowadays which has been relatively successful but like this was one of the last times in COD history that like I sunk so much time into like every single mode whereas later on it's, some games it's really just campaign and like that's it yeah anything I say about zombies before we go to multiplayer no man I think you covered it zombies are solid um, I have fonder memories in World at War for zombies but that, that's not I'm not saying that's because it's better because I think honestly Black Ops improved on the formula in every way but re- really really solid having this game and going back to the campaign for a second, having this game take place in the 70s and like for Vietnam and all that, I think it might jump a bit in the future too. It does. But yeah. having this game take place in Vietnam was so cool because there were Vietnam games, they weren't very well done. Wasn't there a game called Call of Duty Vietnam? Was it cancelled maybe? I'd have to look at the wiki, hmm. but um, I think there was going to and then they, they cancelled it or something or that turned into this one or whatever it was. There was, I think there was actually a Call of Duty Vietnam plan, but then they ended up scrapping hmm. it. Um, which is kind of funny. Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, please correct yeah. us. Fuck, that's all we wanted yep. to do. Yeah, so going into multiplayer, I sunk so much time into this multiplayer, it's not even funny. But the cool thing that this multiplayer does for the first time is you get COD points. So you still have to unlock guns by rank, I think, but you have to buy your guns. So like, if you don't want to get a certain gun, you don't have to buy it. You just kind of buy what you want. And that goes for attachments. That goes for grenade types. That goes for like everything almost, which is kind of cool because... All I wanted was the AK in Modern Warfare 2, 
but it's like the last gun you unlock and I don't think I ever got to that point to be honest so kind of sucks but what did you think about the multiplayer yeah again man I thought it was really good and another case of some really really excellent maps that kept us coming back I definitely played a lot of multiplayer on this one with you guys thinking thinking back aside from Black Ops 4 I think this is probably my most played multiplayer game like for Call of Duty that or I shouldn't say that I should rephrase it it's the last Call of Duty game I played a lot of multiplayer of yeah and and for good reason because i think it was really really good you know you had some awesome maps like firing range of course is really good nuketown nuketown is so good um jungle was really fun array hangar 18 drive-in was cool grid hanoi there's so many cool maps on this map villa villa was awesome too i do like villa yeah there's there's just so many awesome maps in this in this game and, and again it's another case of just having awesome maps and having a lot of fun in the multiplayer because every every map that you jumped on was just was just good you know? Yeah, and like I can't, I don't think I ever played any of the map pack stuff, so I can't really speak for it. But the base game and the base maps are so solid. Kind of like World of War. I come back to the, well, this one became backwards compatible. It was either this year or last year, and like, I started playing it a bit again. And like it's so like the gun selection is really great, map selection is really great. It's everything feels really well defined. Still, I'm just gonna jump gears to the next one right away. So Modern Warfare Three comes out 2011. This was the first time. In COD history, I was, like, disappointed a bit. And this is the first one where I thought it was kind of forgettable. Because, again, Call of Duty, in the long run, multiplayer comes and goes. But for some reason, people focus on the multi- or the campaign when they're making certain arguments about longevity. I do, anyway. And Modern Warfare 3 was the first one where the campaign's good, but it's just forgettable. It almost feels like it's tacked on. like, And they, it's like certain twists get thrown in just to make it connected and whatever. And like Soap dies and like why did he die? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just everything feels – it's starting to feel kind of clunky. Yeah, I, I agree, man. This is definitely the game when my interest started to drop Call of Duty overall. The campaign was it was good. It had a really high production value. But, you know, and the multiplayer just felt like Modern Warfare 2. But I can't name a single map off of Modern Warfare 3. I can't. I, I can see them. But I honestly can't. Name I, I can't. One. I, I can't name. The only one I can name is Hard Hat, um, which is the construction site. That's that's the only one I can name. Like it, it was literally just Modern Warfare Two, but not as good in my opinion. Like a Bollywood Modern Warfare Two, if that makes sense. I got. <laughs> I don't know if that's too harsh, man. Kinda, but no, no, it kind of. I I get what you mean. I just got. Sorry, I just, if... I, that wasn't even my notes. I just came up with that. But it just felt like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it just felt like, yeah, it's it's okay, but. It's no, it's no Modern Warfare 2. To be less offensive, it's like the compliments brand, Call of Duty. Kind of. Like, it's, it's the same, but it's different a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's your grocery store brand instead of the name brand. Yeah. Yeah, I I could see that, and... And it's not to discredit how good, you know, how polished and how good this game was, because it was, you know, it was still Call of Duty. It had a very high production value. It obviously made hundreds of million dollars for them, and a lot of people played it. But I think, and I think we're, I think I'm a little bit in the in the outside here because Call of Duty continues to get more players every every year. But I, I feel like for our friend group, this is when it this is when it stopped. I think it was the last one to come out when we all still game together frequently. But yep. beside the point, I don't have much to say about the campaign. This was the first time I think we did play a fair amount of the multiplayer from my recollection bit, like yeah. we we like we did drop off but we did play a lot of survival mode so survival mode again they didn't want to do zombies i don't i don't I can't think for them or speak for them but they didn't do zombies so they have another mode i don't think they had spec ops no they didn't i remember but but this this replaced that so this is not nazi zombies but it's wave-based pretty well fighting troops are just trying to survive and like helicopters come it gets pretty chaotic i mean other than that i don't really have a lot to say about it just because like we played it a lot but 
again, this is the drop-off point for, I think, the majority of us. Me, anyway, I don't know. And you, as you were saying. Yep. The one thing, too, about this game, multiplayer-wise, is the first appearance of Kill Confirmed, and I still don't like this fucking game mode. I've never liked yeah, it. I, mean, I hate playing it. I hate it. I don't... I never you gotta run it. and pick up the tag, and then you die. Like... Whatever. Like, it's been in every COD game since, pretty much, I think. It has been, yeah. Why is people, why do they keep including it? Who fucking plays this? This is the drop-off. This is sort of, like, going over the hill. It comes back up eventually for me. Oh, also worth noting, I think this is the game where that big Infinity Ward crisis happened. Do you remember that? Oh, and there's one other thing I missed, but talk about this first. Yeah, so this is when the developers and, like, the creators, I think Frank Zampella, I remember that guy's name, the, the, the owners, or not the owners, I should say, the head of Infinity Ward, the two of them, and a bunch of their staff up and left halfway through development and they started their own studio which made titanfall of course but respawn respawn yeah exactly but that happened halfway through development of this game and that that probably explains why it's not 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 as great as it could have been because yeah you know they had to piece this thing together they lost half of their staff they lost everyone who was leading the projects and it's like yeah shit okay we got to put this together now and this is the first game where raven software studios i forget um as well as sledgehammer games came in to help finish modern warfare 3 i imagine that must have been really tough yeah it's not easy the one thing i forgot to mention i mentioned it in an earlier game but they tried i don't know if they tried it intentionally i think they did to make they they tried to make like another controversial statement so there's a mission part in the story where the villain i don't remember his name because he's got introduced in that one but he like detonates i think it's like a bio-nuclear bomb or multiple ones in Paris or whatever, you play from the perspective of a father holding a camera filming your wife and daughter. And then you're kind of walking down the street, your daughter's playing, being cute, whatever. And then this uh, this truck pulls up, like this big moving van, and then these two guys run out. And I think you recognize that van from earlier in the mission because I think you're chasing it and you lose it or something like yep. that. And then it blows up. You see your fucking daughter and wife. You don't see it, see it, but like it blows up in front of them, kills them, whatever. I don't know if it was intentional to try and make a statement, but like, what do you, did you feel that was necessary? Like, do you think it was out of place? To be honest, until you mentioned it, I forgot it even happened. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, it's not as fucking screwed up as no Russian, granted, but like, it's, it's still kind of weird that they did that again. And I don't know if that was as a result of half the team leaving. They were like, okay, we got to try and make a statement for this half of our team. We got to try and make a statement for this half of the game because i think it happens at the halfway point or like just over halfway or whatever but yeah i mean it, it could happen again it didn't get as much attention as like no russian was like the first holy shit this was just kind of like the holy crap you know what i mean yeah, yeah i agree that's all i got to say about my one for three anything else don't have much to say about it man didn't play much of it well played some of it but yeah we, we can move on man this was a uh, it was a mad game so starting from here on I think this is where I have, like, less and less to say. Until we get to, like, Black Ops 4, I have, like, less and less to say about the games because this is when I stopped kind of playing the multiplayer. So from here on is when I focused on pretty much... I mean, I did play multiplayer, don't get me wrong, I dabbled, but this from here on is where I pretty well just played the campaigns and almost put them down because there's other stuff going on, other games coming out, whatever. Black Ops 2, the first big change with this one that I really liked, not only I love the story again, and I won't, I know you haven't completed it, so I'm not going to spoil yep. it. It's worth it. It's so good. Um, and once you're done, I got to talk to you about a certain choice in the game. I don't want to spoil it here for the listener or for you particularly, but the listeners might know, whatever. But this is the first Call of Duty game, now that we're not talking about spoilers anymore, to have a branching story. So in, I think in the end, the end game is ultimately the same, but there's a bunch of different paths you can take and 
different things you can do that affect the story as it goes throughout, which is cool because I think this was this was the first Call of Duty game. It might even be the only one to be honest. No, I think Black Ops 3 does this too to a certain extent, but Black Ops 2 is the first one to introduce like like control in the campaign in a sense because like you're kind of controlling. Like I think one of the first ones you do is do you you're you're fighting in like a city or something like that. And it's like do you zip line up and snipe or do you fight on the ground? That's like the first time you had like a almost like a choice yep. to do something different, which is awesome. And that elevates significantly throughout the game. But it's so cool to have that. There's like eight different variations on the ending or something, which is nuts. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's a pretty neat concept. It's, it kind of brings new life to the campaign uh, formula for Call of Duty. To be honest, I, I don't know if I would ever play through it multiple times to get every campaign like path, if you know what I mean. I don't see Call of Duty as that kind of game for me, but I do think it's a cool thing where it's like, oh, you played it and you had this experience and I played it and I had this experience. Oh, it's cool. It's different. Let's talk about why, what choice, what choice did you make and all of that. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've only, I think I've probably played about halfway through it. I'm like, I've, I've just started it recently again, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm not hooked though, by any means. I can, I can see why people like it. I can see why it's very good. But, yeah, not for me, man. Like, I, I love it. I've only gone through it twice, though. I've watched all the different possibilities online, granted, which, again, a lot of people would probably do. But, yeah, I mean, the campaign's good. I don't have much else to say about it without spoiling it for you. But it's it's worth a playthrough, I think. I liked it. I'm probably going to play through it again. I have no problem with doing it. Unfortunately, I never – I can't tell you what the fuck the zombie maps were. I never really played them. I like again I played the campaign, played the multiplayer a bit, but I was more focused on other games and the campaign in general. But I'm sure the zombies like I don't know if they introduced certain things like I don't have anything to say and it sucks cuz like I want to, but I really don't. But one thing I will say to kind of conclude my thoughts on this game cuz again I don't have a lot to it's weird I don't have a lot to say about my favorite series of COD games cuz I ha- I really do have to refresh myself cuz it's been it's been like 6 years since this game came out and it was new to me and if we play generally you play the hell out of a game when you first get it and then you could put it down and come back I never really had the come back yet I kind of did when it came back it was compatible and you and I played a, some yep. online together but like I haven't had like the campaign go back yet and I'm really looking forward to it actually. But one thing I will say to conclude my overall thoughts on the multiplayer, it introduced the pick 10 system which when you're making a class, you can only have 10 choices. So like your guns are individual choices, the attachments, your perks, that's all choices. So you can only have one perk but you could have all the attachments for a gun. Which is kind of a cool concept. It's still it's in Black Ops Four. I think it's turned into like pick thirteen now or something. But and the multiplayer is a step above Modern Warfare Three. I mean that's all I really have to say about it. What about you? Yeah, I mean I've definitely played a little bit of the multiplayer, but not too much. Again, the Modern Warfare Three is where I kind of tailed off from the series in a lot of ways. So yeah, not not much to say at all. I from what I've played, it seems like a lot of fun. I can't name a map off of it unfortunately. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of good ones there though, and I'm sure there's some where if you mention the name, it's like oh I remember that one. But I, yeah, I, I don't really have too much to say about it, man. All right, well we'll move on then. What could be considered in my head? This is the only. This is arguable too. Come a game a few games from now. This is like the first real dud. Like this is like the first like thud because I remember when watching the E3 announcement trailer for it live or whatever sitting on my couch at home after it was done it was like cool like I don't know it didn't seem like it was that much of a step in the right direction for me personally anyway Call of Duty Ghosts I'm in the minority I figured out because I did a lot of research online for this I'm in the minority when I say I actually enjoyed the campaign the multiplayer is such a letdown and so unremarkable that 
the campaign to me is actually pretty solid. It's a little bit longer than the usual Call of Duty uh, campaign length, like six to eight ish hours. I think I took like nine hours to do this campaign, but it's not a great campaign by any means. They put a lot of emphasis on the dog when they did the announcement. Yeah, stuff. man, the dog trailers. That's all I remember. Is also I think the first like next gen cod but it didn't feel that next gen yeah it also came out on the previous uh it came out on ps3 and 360 as well like it was kind of half developed for both it was half next gen i would say yeah i don't know like there just isn't a lot to say about it they have like a sequel bait at the end of the campaign which i personally enjoyed i thought it was kind of cool but it sucks now there's it's been five years it's just never gonna be a ghost too no they'll never go back to that man that's that's dead in the water like just look thinking of all the cod games they're all remembered for some reason this one is almost as forgotten as call of duty 3 like i hear nobody talking about this game anymore and whenever i go to like eb games or any like local used whatever shop there's like a there's like a million copies of this game nobody wants this game well yeah i mean people bought it well people bought them for sure it's call of duty right so it sold a bunch but i think people realized pretty quickly it wasn't for them multiplayer is okay it's just not great yeah, I only pl- I only played a little bit with you, and I didn't have a great time. They introduced this mode called Extinction. It's like a survival type of mode. Again, there's just not much to this game. If you ask me, I have to go back and play it. But from my recollection, I like the campaign. I thought it was actually, but there's one mission near the end where you're on like a what do you call it, like an elevated train, like a hanging train. Really fun. Again, okay. it's, it's a more adrenaline-fueled stuff. They tried to ground the story a little bit more. I don't know if it worked that well. Do you have anything else to say about Ghosts, or should we just go? <laughs> nope. No, we, we can move on, man. This game doesn't need any more of our time or the or the no. listener's time. So Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Uh, this was, I've bought this game twice, admittedly. So I got it for the Xbox 360 when it first came out, just before I got my Xbox One. And then I got it again on Xbox One on sale. But first Sledgehammer Games, Call of Duty. Full, their first, like, full one, anyways. You got big, big big star power with kevin spacey which was it's weird because it was the first cod game where they had like the likeness and the voice of somebody and not just the voice and i don't know how well that boosted sales it probably helped it a lot but it's actually a pretty good story it's not grounded by any means because this is kind of like the first one to have like the running on the walls and the jumping and flying through the air type of combat which got really popular within the next few and then they realized it was maybe like a mistake, and then they kind of took it out. But yeah, like, and I like the exosuit. It's not as ridiculous. Black Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare get pretty ridiculous with this stuff, but it kind of started the more acrobatic style of combat uh, and movement in terms of like the multiplayer and the campaign. I mean, I like the concept of the exosuit, and I like how it plays into the story. This game also spawned a meme with uh, Press F to Pay Respects. Because you're at a funeral, yep. and you go up to the casket, and you press F, and it kind of takes you out of the game, but for like a second. Whatever, though. It's really fun. I really like it. I think it's definitely worth a playthrough, but you got to know it's just another COD game, maybe. I, it's hard to say because like I think it's worth the playthrough, but is it worth it to go back or just kind of keep going forward? Because this kind of starts, like, Ghost kind of started a bit of a decline for me personally. Because like when I got Ghosts, I didn't even beat the campaign. I put it down for quite a while. And I didn't come back until, like, last year or two years ago. In Advanced Warfare, again, I've, admittedly, I think I've played two matches of multiplayer. I I have nothing to say about it. Oh, that's it, eh? I've only really played the campaign of this game. And they have this exo survival mode, which, whatever, I can't say much about it. I think there's zombies or aliens in it or something, but whatever. Like, I don't really have much to say about it. And it sucks because, like, I want to say a lot, but I just, I have to go back and, like, 
revisit it. But from what I do remember, the campaign is a lot of fun. Story-wise, again, these games aren't rocket science. They're, they can be predictable, but it's well done in its predictability. Uh, what do you have to say about Advanced Warfare? Yeah, not much, man. Um, after taking a break, this is I came back to this one a little bit. Um, I, I did actually get a, get this game close to launch. And yeah, you know, I, I actually I did enjoy the campaign. I thought it was all right. It, I didn't think it was great by any means. I thought Kevin Spacey was kind of cool, but again, it kind of took away from it. It actually took me out of it a little bit. It's like, oh, that's Kevin Spacey. It's not the and character And you know he's going to be the fucking villain as soon as you cast him. Oh, totally. He, he's always the villain, man. Uh, even in real life, because of all the shit he went through. Either way, the, the multiplayer was, it was fun. Again, pretty forgettable. I, I think I got to level like 20 or something like that, so I did play a little bit, but I, I tossed this game aside pretty quick, man. Uh, it wasn't for me. Don't have much to say. All right, let's move on then. This is kind of where I start to get more interest in the COD game. So Black Ops 3 comes out, 2015. Uh, the campaign is good. It's a step above Advanced Warfare, but it starts to get kind of too over the top isn't this campaign very short as well it seems longer than it actually is and you do so much in the campaign it's really crazy so at one like it gets so ridiculous at one point you're pretty much playing like a round of nazi zombies as you're in this girl's mind and she's trying to fight through it and get out of it you're it's so fucking ridiculous but like it's good it's just really doesn't have anything to do with the other black ops games i think there might be like a couple name drops of something but i mean like other than that it's pretty disconnected but i will say the multiplayer is super rock solid this is sort of more focusing on the aerial combat but this is when specialists get introduced which comes back in black ops 4 uh, to a better use anyway. And again, I never really played the zombies. I, I kind of did. I played, there was a thing called Zombie Chronicles that came out that had like all the other zombie maps from, I think, Black Ops, well, World at War, Black Ops, and Black Ops 2, which is cool. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that happened. There's also a campaign mode called Nightmares where it's a campaign that plays off the main game's campaign and story and characters, but you're fighting zombies. It's It's actually really fun. It seems it sounds stupid, but it's actually kind of fun. Hmm. I don't have a lot to say because I mean, like the campaign's super ridiculous. They go for another twist ending, but it doesn't. It's not as effectual as the other two Black Ops games, especially the first one. The best way to sum up the story is it's confusing. Like you can follow it; it's not hard to follow. But if you try to think about anything in it, you get confused. It gets super meta and everything. It's so it gets good. Just. Be cautious if you're going to play it. Do you have anything to say about it? Did you, you haven't played it at all, right? Uh, I never played it. Um, one thing I will say, though, is that, like, the next year when, when Infinite Warfare came out, like, there was still... I remember seeing so many people still playing this game. It was another one of those games where, almost like uh, Modern Warfare and World at War, where most of the player base just stayed back. They just stayed back and kept playing Black Ops 3. That game was still popular up until COD World War 2, and even after that, it was still popular. Oh, yeah. It was really only not popular up until Black Ops 4, like, just now. There were still so many people playing that game because the multiplayer was apparently that good. It wasn't for me because it was too wall-runny and all that shit. I don't, I don't like that yeah. stuff too much. Um, I like it in Titanfall, but that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, that's all I could say is that it definitely had staying power because it was popular for a few years, which Call of Duty games usually aren't. Yeah, like I've, and even to this day, I think, because the multiplayer is really good, like maps are super solid. Having the specialists really adds something to it, like something fresh that wasn't in COD for a good while. And, I mean, it, yeah. it made me really interested in playing COD again. So, by the time we're going to move on to Infinite Warfare, okay. by the time that comes out in 2016, uh, this is the first game I anticipated for a while. Because the trailer came out, it became, like, the most disliked or the second most disliked video on YouTube for a good while. I think it, it might still be, to be honest. but It um, might be, yeah. It's just, 
everything seemed like it was like it was like the absolute wrong move. I, I have my opinions on it, but uh, this is like the furthest into the future the series has ever gone, and hopefully will ever go because everything it, like the campaign is really good. Like I know you probably never get it, but like maybe I'll lend it to you or something. The campaign is worth a playthrough. It is pretty good. I I really enjoyed it. From I haven't totally beaten it, but I'm almost at the end, and it's pretty good i gotta admit and, th- and that's what i've heard actually i've heard the campaign like if you can get past like you know the future setting it's actually pretty cool because you can kind of go in whatever order you want and all the missions are kind of yeah fun. and there's like side missions you can do and all that it's really cool it is a step above black ops 3 for campaign i would say not much of a step up because again black ops 3 is really fun story's good it's just don't think too hard about it because you'll start to be like well that's stupid oh that's stupid too so just you gotta take it for what it is but infinite warfare is definitely it seems so controversial to say now, but like it's worth a playthrough campaign-wise anyway. I don't have much to say about the campaign else. Um, the multiplayer is kind of cool because they introduce combat rigs, and it's kind of like the specialists from Black Ops 3, but it's closer to what Black Ops 4 has for their specialists. It's kind of ineffectual in the end. It has a zombie mode too. I never really played it. I think I played it once. It's in like a theme park or something like that. It's really cool. It's really lit up in neon but again... I prefer the horror-y kind of zombies, so that's why I prefer World of Wars. Again, and this is another instance in the series where, in a way, you could view it as like a progression forward, like in time, literally. But this one was really not much of a progression forward at all from Black Ops 3, which, whatever. I personally think, despite all the controversy, despite all the backlash and like the almost like unnecessariness of this one... It's worth a playthrough because, like, once you actually start playing it, even when I bought it brand new, I, I pre-ordered the fucking edition with the COD 4 remaster. So, like, even when I got it after, like, picking it up the day it came out, I had my doubts. I was like, well, I know the COD 4 remaster is going to be good, but, like, how am I going to feel about the futuristic stuff? Because, like, it does look pretty ridiculous. I mean, the trailer for it's garbage. And, like, how is it going to be? But it's actually really good. It's really well done and worth it. Um, Can we talk about that fucking bundling, though? That was so yeah, dumb. Like, I can't believe, like, I know they eventually released Modern Warfare Remastered by itself, which I knew they would, but that was such, like, like an evil, like, corporation move where it's like, we know you want Modern Warfare Remastered, but if you want it, you gotta buy our new game that we know you don't like that much. Yeah. Like, man, that, I really didn't like, I still don't like that, man, and and for that reason, I'm probably never gonna buy Infinite Warfare, and I I never did. Um, I might not even get that Modern Warfare Remastered, because, like... I don't know, man. That was such, like, a bad move. Like, just PR-wise, that was bad. It's funny, too, because, like, the original COD 4 backwards compatible is still fucking awesome. And, like, the remaster is almost useless. I mean, if you're a stickler for graphics and, like, you absolutely have to play it with, like, the newest graphics, it's for you. But ultimately, and I guess I like the remaster a lot and I think it's awesome, I would almost rather just go back to COD 4 because chances are... And not more people are playing it, but like chances are, it's still more balanced. I don't know. It's a it's a picky thing for me because like remasters only can only go so far. Do you know what I think happened here? And this is a bit of an aside. Um, I think probably about a year out or a year and a half out, they did some focus groups with Infinite Warfare, and they were scared by the results of people really not liking it. I I wouldn't doubt it. It makes total. It, it would make perfect sense. And they sense. said, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do to sell this Call of Duty game?" They really didn't like ghosts. You know, Advanced Warfare was good, but again, they didn't it didn't really have staying power. Everyone's playing Black Ops 3. Like, what what can we do to distinguish this game and make people buy it? You know, they're not going to like this future thing, and we're too far into development to stop. Um, okay, let's quickly remaster the most popular game. 
Yeah. And I think that's what they did. And again, it's probably a very good remaster. I'm not saying it's a shitty remaster. I'm just saying I think they did that because they knew what was coming. And the way they packaged it with the game was a super shady business move. Yeah, it's almost as bad as the Battlefront 2 shit that went on. But that one's pretty bad too um that's a whole another episode we don't need to get into that it just it it sucks that they kind of like i'm almost willing to bet that that bundle sold more way more than the original like just infinite warfare on its own i'm willing to make that bet yeah i'm convinced they sold a million or two copies of that that deluxe bundle just so people got the modern warfare game they never even touched infinite warfare yeah i'm convinced that happened man again this is just coming from me i think it's worth infinite warfare is worth it it's almost like with music you you sometimes you have to separate the art from the artist so i mean shady business deals aside and shady whatever you want to call it for infinite warfare i still think it's worth it let's move on again coming up on maybe the last one we're going to talk a little in depth the wrong word but like the last one we're going to kind of hit some points on uh because black ops 4 it deserves its own episode at this point yeah we're running pretty late here so i think what we'll do is uh yeah black ops 4 we'll save for another episode and that'll be a whole that'll be a whole thing and we've played a lot of it but i think i think it will be better served if we get even more time in and uh then we'll have a nice complete opinion but yeah let's, let's move on to the next games so the last one that we have or the, the last game i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last one we have to talk about today is call of duty world war 2 came out 2017 last year as of recording this it's also the first boots time to the ground yeah that was a big thing i heard that line so many fucking times or boots on the ground out. sorry that's what they said this is also the first time in nine years nine years that the main setting was world war 2 so refreshing I, I loved it i think it's great it's almost like when everybody went modern and it was fresh but I don't know. In your recollection, when when this is only last year, too, granted, there wasn't like a big resurgence of World War Two games. It almost feels like it's still to some people like a tired concept. But then when you go so far into the future, the game before the only thing you can really do is go back because like look at Battlefield. Battlefield didn't go super into the future, granted, but they went even further back to go to World War One for well Battlefield One, and that came out the same time as Infinite same Warfare, year. I think, or was it World War Two? Yeah. No, same time as World War Two. So I mean, everybody was thinking about going back too. I don't know if it was. And now, and now, Battlefield's going to World War Two this year with Battlefield Five. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about that, I think it's. I think they made the right move in going back to World War Two. It's unfortunate, and we'll get into it, that the multiplayer was broken at the beginning, as well as the maps weren't great. But I feel like the community around this game, they feel like the campaign isn't good. Like I know the Act Man hated the campaign. And we both watch him. Like, I think I'm in the minority when I say I actually really like the campaign. I thought it was really well done. It wasn't super memorable, but I thought I thought the, there were some good characters. I thought it was a simple story, but it was told well. I liked going back through World War II settings. It was. I thought it was a solid game, man. Um, it's unfortunate the multiplayer wasn't wasn't on point. Yeah, and I've never completed the campaign. Oh, really? Interesting. I'm, okay. I want to go back to it though. I, it's. I, I would say, like you said, Infinite Warfare is worth worth a replay. I would say World War II is definitely worth a replay. Um, I got rid of it because I have no need to play it anymore. I've beaten, I've, I've gone through the multiplayer blitz as well. But yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a solid Call of Duty game. It's, it's definitely not World at War levels of awesome. It's not Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops levels of awesome. But it's, it's, I, I would say it's probably the best Call of Duty game campaign wise since Black Ops One. I, I would argue. Oh, okay. Uh, personally, personally, right? This is my personal opinion. I know that a lot of people like Black Ops Two. But I'm still going to sit on Infinite Warfare for that title for me. Sure, sure, yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's the great thing about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the campaign a lot. That's pretty much all i got to say about it, though. I mean, the, yeah, the multiplayer was broken at the beginning. I know that you and I tried to 
play some of it, and it was just unplayable. And actually, um, I, I looked into the, to the tech side of this a little bit. They So they launched the multiplayer with 60 hertz servers or whatever. So basically it was a new new frequency of like the, the network. Okay. It's supposed to be much faster, supposed to be much more streamlined. Anyways, it crashed, it bombed, it didn't work. Um, yeah. So they had to switch it back to the old one. In Black Ops 4, they started with the old one again, but the beta had the new one and it worked fine. So they're thinking they're going to switch it back to the new one now. And the new one's supposed to be much faster, you know, like zero lag, all that stuff. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. That's that's just a bit of a, I don't know, a side. But yeah, the multiplayer was fucking broken at the beginning. So that sucked. Yeah, from what I read online, and I don't really remember much from the launch, but apparently it was pretty well broken almost the whole weekend it came out, which is it was. bad yeah. news. Yeah, that's, that's bad for Call of Duty, man. Yeah, they lost a lot of people to that. That's immediately terrible. a lot of people tried it said nope and then never came back or when they went back to black ops 3 because that game worked fine yeah i don't know like so. i said i don't have a whole lot to say like i played more multiplayer obviously than anything uh there was one not because i thought i thought it was black ops uh three i was thinking about but there was one map you got now like zombies kind of got to the point over the years where you had like these really big elaborate maps so you had that one in black ops or sorry well, World War Two, and it was fun. I think it was in like a snowy town type of thing. I think I only played the map once, to be truth be told. But there was a second zombies map where it was you're in a house. There's no pack a punch upgrades. You're just two story house. It's really small and condensed, and it's it's almost like akin to the original Nazi zombies. And I fucking loved that. That was awesome. Back to basics. I I would honestly boot up and play it right now. Like it was fun. Not the elaborate map, but like the simple one because zombies I think works the best when it's like, you can get a little complicated, but I think it works the best when it's more simple or, like, more stripped Agreed. back. Agreed. Agreed, man. Which, 100%. Again, I've only played one map of zombies on Black Ops 4, and it's still... You get all the additions that they started adding over the years, but it still feels pretty fun still. I mean, I'm still learning. It gets... It's pretty complicated, but, I mean, like, once you learn it, you get used to it really fast. But going back to World War Two, again, I, I, just, I don't have a whole lot to say, and it's weird because, like, when it was coming out, in my head I'm going... Holy hell, yeah! Like World War Two's back. I love World of War. It's like it's like, it's like probably my, my second favorite COD to be honest, uh, campaign wise and everything wise, like as a whole package. Yep. I can't wait to go back to World War Two. I I barely played it, and like I don't know what's if like what I was playing at the time or if it wasn't like gaming a whole lot at that period. But like I just we we, we played together what like five six maybe times. Yeah, I mean, and we also tried to play it when it was broken too, so that didn't yeah. help. We didn't we didn't have too many successful matches that way. But yeah, didn't didn't play it a whole hell of a lot, man. Played the campaign, played a bit of multiplayer, and said bye. Which sucks because like I loved how they went back to World War Two. I think that's a good move. I hope they make another World War Two game, and hopefully it's it's more like World at War. I think, but uh, I was really hoping it was gonna be World at War Two, not World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh well oh well. A boy can dream. So that kind of wraps up. I guess we'll call it a part one to this because part two, we're going to jump into Black Ops 4. Oh, yeah. And I'm, this is sort of a last minute decision, but I'm also going to change to have the question at the end of the next episode because it more so applies to the second half. So I think that's it for part one, though, Jim. Yeah, I think so. Black Ops 4 is going to be like its own episode. Because we, admittedly, we've been playing it more and more, and we're going to have a lot more to say about it. Like, I have some notes. But it's all first impression stuff, and like I feel like it kind of needs to be done justice where we have like full thoughts on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening to part one. We'll get into part two soon. Uh, you can follow it to the Team Doubles podcast on Podbean. That's where we host it. We're also going to be on iTunes, Google Play, or really wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook for any updates. Uh, that's pretty easy to find. Just search Team Doubles. 
Um, share it, like us, let us know what you think. Obviously, this is episode one, so we're looking for any feedback we can. We want to interact with you guys. Um, if you guys want to follow me personally on Twitter, um, it's at Gruntled Gamer, so you can follow me there. And I think that's it. Thank you so much. Oh, and one other thing, too. Don't forget, if you're going to go on any of our social medias, because I prepped a question for this episode, granted, but don't be afraid to send us questions, because we do want to answer viewer questions oh, yeah. or whatever you know what i mean like yeah we, we want to make that a segment i think so yeah and anyone who uh anyone who has any questions for us they want us to cover a topic or anything like that want our thoughts on something yeah just just reach out let us know you can uh you can yeah you can message me on twitter you can uh you can go on any of the uh the comment sections on any of the on any of the places we host our podcast so podbean itunes google play or wherever else uh you can go on our facebook page yeah just let us know man well we uh we want to answer and interact with you guys so That'd be awesome. Cool. And I think that's it.